his life. Every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights. Page 277. The song of redeemed. Even the angels can't sing this song. That was Lord. I'm redeemed by love divine. Amen. Amen. One and a half amens. We ain't at Walmart now, we at church. Amen. sang this song and every each one of them carried their part properly yeah it was something else mm -hmm. well, it, was, it, was, it was the only time i heard it sang so good i hope i don't murder too bad yeah. 
The song says, I'm winging my way back home. Are you headed toward home? Oh, yes. Are you out just wandering about? Who's that preacher on that Sunday evening drive? Are you just taking it easy? Trying to sail in there on that, what's that old nursery rhyme? Row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Mary, 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 life is but a dream. That's only storybook stuff. That's right. We better wake up and look up, amen, if we expect to go up. Let's try.
through the wages of sin. Oh, what does the scripture say? The wages, the payment, the payday of sin is death. Always ends in death. Anyone have a special prayer request to see? My daddy, our daddy. Me and Kathy will have nerves. Oh, God. He uh, requested for Jason Brown's father. Well, come to find out, that's Aunt Faye's husband, Clive. So we need to remember Clive. He's in hospice, and uh, he's been fighting cancer a couple years. So let's remember him. Clive's husband's uh, son got killed yesterday. Something like that. Yes. Do you remember my mom, my dad, and uh, us children and how to, what to do? Salvation, my mother, too. All right. Anytime that we try to do something good, the devil's going to be there to 
try to infiltrate and disrupt our progress. And we've been doing really good, and I just pray that we, we keep that momentum. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So easy to get discouraged, distracted. And if you get distracted long enough, he'll derail you and run you down a side road, you know, or something like that. And you sure don't want to do that. You want to keep going toward home. That's Amen. right. And uh, do what's pleasing to the Lord. <clears throat> Let's remember these requests. Let's find a place to pray this evening and ask the Lord to help us in our service also.
Sophie's father to you. Amen. Some of you, I didn't get to say to it yet this morning, but happy Father's Day to those who uh, were in other different places this morning. And uh, But we're glad to have you here this day. Good to have Daniel. Appreciate him coming in uh, from Brother Todd's church, and we're glad to have him. Amen. Um, what announcements do I need to make? Y'all forgive me. Okay, the Savannah Camp Meeting is starting this week, um, tomorrow through the end of the week. So uh, through Thursday night. Through Thursday night. No services in the morning, though. No, not in the morning. Morning service starts Tuesday. Okay. And no Friday services at all. So did y'all catch all that? No Friday services in the morning. No, yeah. Tomorrow they won't have morning service, they'll just do night service. Okay. And I think Brother Shad is preaching the night services, and uh, Brother Lynn Head is preaching the morning services. So uh, if you get an opportunity, I know it'll be a blessing to you. All right. We're going to come to you this evening for the uh, Sunday night offering. Uh, Brother Ron. All right. You know, I was wondering what I'm going to do, what to do when I wake up one morning and I hear the news headline. We got a news. I say that. You can probably tell you more about it than I do. But Russia has attacked. The U.S. straight out. It's sort of like a bully on the bus. Push it. I say this because it's the reality of where we live today and what we should be doing getting ready to go up there. Because this world is not going to last that long. No. It's not going to be with us. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the word. Yes, Lord. Lord Jesus, we love you. So, Lord, we ask you, Lord, to bless the whole congregation. And Lord, keep them aware of what's going on around us. Yes, Lord. We ask you, Lord, to bless this offering and this church. It's a, uh, it's serious. But uh, I'm looking for the Lord to return. Uh, first, I'm looking actually for him to catch us away. That's the next step. Okay? And then the Lord will come back uh, to reign on this earth, this little earth, for 1,000 years. And you know who will be ruling and reigning with him? Those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. And so, I've done everything I can to uh, be prepared for that time. Well, what'd you do, Brother Jeff? I keep praying. I keep that connection close between me and Jesus. Because that's the way. That's the only way we're going to make it is through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And so I do appreciate that. 
And uh, I do, y'all have to remind me sometime. And, and you know, Americans, we, ha- we have a lot of bad things that go on with us. But one of the things we seem to do real good is in about six months, we can forget about whatever is bad. So uh, we need to keep reminding ourselves about praying for Ukraine, okay? And so uh, look up. Be encouraged. Be encouraged. Things are going to get worse. You say, well, how, why was that encouraged? That's just Bible prophecy being fulfilled. Said men will wax worse and worse. And so I appreciate the Lord. He's able to keep us to the very end. Amen. All right. Come on. I thank the Lord for what Brother Ron had to say. If I hadn't just left uh, Michael and Monty, and they live, well, on a nuclear base, and I was surrounded by them. And, uh, you know, one morning, traveling with her to get my pass to stay while they were gone, uh, what she told me confirmed what he just said. Did you hear what I said? And then she looked at me and kind of smirked and she said, Mom, they said it's just an exercise. Like that. We are living in those days. And this is the song the Lord began to deal with me about. I know that I must have oil in my lamp to go. I gotta be ready. I gotta be looking at all times. And at this last time, I don't want to be ashamed. I don't want to be ashamed to stand at that day and he say I'm not ready to go. Or or I'm having to go to the market to buy oil, which is the Holy Ghost. I'm having to go buy oil. I'm not looking, not watching. Um, so you know, this is no time. Satan would love for us to just, you know, to just gally-gag around. Just gally-gag around. But it's like uh, years and years ago, I went with um, my son Chris to church. And it was a pretty, pretty big church. And they looked at, I looked at a bunch of professional singers. And all I could ask them real loud, y'all know who I, how I am? I said, hey!
He is worthy to be praised. Amen. And He's coming. He's coming. He's think, according to His own words, He's coming in a time that you think not. He'll be here as a thief. Come on. Now on one hand, He's coming as a thief. But what He's talking about is it's going to happen when you're not looking. Huh? When they cry, peace, peace, all is good. Well, we're even in a land right now. They're not doing that. But uh, I do appreciate. I guess my wife didn't get all the offering this morning out of my Bible. <laughs> it's all right. I forgot. But anyway, I appreciate what God's doing for us and wanting to do for us. Um, I, I appreciate the service that we had here this morning. Um, appreciate those testimonies about their fathers. Uh, I come across some pictures of when we had that dinner for your mom before she passed away, you remember? And uh, I was looking at those not long ago. And so uh, things are wrapping up. That doesn't mean for us to sit down. It means we got to keep going. I just got finished uh, listening to uh, Escubus. I think he was a church historian from like 500 to 550 uh, uh, BC, uh, AD. And so uh, that was very interesting, very interesting. I think he was the one of the first places where the story of Polycarp was uh, brought out about the persecutions. And uh, you may not realize it, but we're all, they've already started persecution on Christians again, you know. Now that, I know some may immediately say, well, yes, according to who's in the office, no. Uh -uh. It's happening all the time. It's just getting worse and worse. And so uh, we need to be prepared. We need to be ready. I want to ask you a question here. It's a serious question. Are you willing to die for Jesus? Will you die? Or would you pick up that little pinch of incense and go over to the little flame and just sprinkle that on top of that so that you can live? That's one of the reasons Polycarp didn't make it. He wouldn't pick up the incense and he wouldn't sprinkle it on the flame. You say, what? I pastored a man one time. He took his salvation pretty lightly. And uh, one of the brothers in the church had said, if somebody gave me a million dollars, I wouldn't smoke it. Not one bit. And this other young man came to me afterwards and he was a deacon of the church. He said, i tell you what i do. He said, I'd smoke it and then ask God to forgive me and then pay tithes on it. There are people playing with their souls like that Amen. all over the place. Amen. Some people would just say, I'll just do a little sprinkle. That doesn't mean I serve. It's the representation, folks. It's what it means. And so we need to get serious about our service to the Lord. Amen. And uh, 
I'm not sure which one to preach from. Sorry, Kathy. <laughs> uh, let's see here. All right. Turn with me to 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. I've been trying to sit on this for a while. And, uh, and there's some... I, I may come back and preach something that works toward the same results a little later on. But we are in a world where Satan is doing everything he can to get our attention and to draw it away from the one that we're to watch. Who is that? Jesus, our Lord and Savior. So, I'm going to start in verse 7. And if those who are able can stand with us while we take our text. I'm sorry, 2 Thessalonians. Did I say first? I'm sorry, 2 Thessalonians. Chapter 2 and verse 7. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan, with all power and signs and lying wonders, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned who believe not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. But we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, Beloved of the Lord, because God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and the belief of the truth, whereunto He called you by our gospel and to the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, brethren, stand fast, hold the traditions which ye have been taught, whether by word or by epistle. Now our Lord Jesus Christ Himself and God, even our Father, which hath loved us, hath given us everlasting consolation and good hope through grace. Comfort your hearts and establish you in every good word and work. Let's bow our heads. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank You we thank You, Lord, that the Gospel is a Gospel of hope. Amen. And I thank You, Lord, that Your Word also gives us warning of those things that are yet to come. And Lord, even though there are many antichrists amongst us, not hopefully in this building, but amongst us in the world today, 
We thank you, Lord, that we can live victorious in you, looking unto you, the author, the finisher of our faith. And I thank you, Lord, that you have made every way possible for us to make it. I thank you, Lord. I I believe we can make it. I know we can make it, Lord, that you will help us through every test and trial. Come by, anoint us, help us to speak your word and your word only, we pray, in your blessed holy and righteous and wonderful name, that name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. Shake hands with somebody while you're up and around. Amen. Yeah, you got to go get out of that comfort zone and go somewhere. <laughs> Amen. Here in these scriptures, uh, I, I skipped over some part of it to get down to the place where I'd really like to preach from this evening and talk to us about. But I want you to notice in this very first verse, it says the mystery of iniquity. That word mystery means something that is secret, something that is hidden, something that is not Uh, totally exposed. Uh, Something that is just, you know, in the background, something going on. First and foremost, I want to tell you something. The mystery of salvation has been revealed. That mystery is Jesus Christ. And by it and by the cross, amen, the the plane is uh, level. No longer do we have to go into the Jewish mysteries uh, to try to find salvation. But now through Jesus Christ our Lord, we can have salvation. And it has been told to everybody. It is not a secret. Though the blind cannot see it. And the sinners cannot see it. But those who have called on the name of Jesus, they can see that great plan. And so it says this mystery of iniquity. Mystery of iniquity. I I remember, how many of you remember the Arab Spring? Huh? You remember Arab Spring? It kind of passed by here. It made the news if you paid attention to the news back then. But um, really and truly, it was uh, something that just absolutely amazed me how these Muslims who claim to be so strict, you know, that if you steal something, they start cutting off digits, you know. And and if you do it uh, really bad, they might cut your hand off and things like that. How they just broke out into riots and they were stealing and raping and doing all the things that... I can't even remember his name now. Huh? Muhammad, Muhammad said for him not to do. And I looked on it and I realized, wow, how shallow their belief is. How deep is your belief in Jesus Christ? America, things that have been going on in it over the last several years now, we're seeing the same type things going on that was over in the Arab Spring. What is that? It is the mystery of iniquity. 
the mystery of iniquity. That word iniquity here in the uh, Greek means lawlessness. You cannot bound me. I will do what I want to do. I am my own person. You cannot take my liberties from me. Uh, that's what we're talking about. This mystery of iniquities. And back then it was already working. And now in America, it has got a strong hold in our country. And so the Scriptures go on. Paul is admonishing the Thessalonians who uh, uh, were, were part of those, was really close to some of those other churches uh, in, Rev, in the book of Revelations. And uh, he goes on, he says, Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. And uh, here is talking about to hold back. To hold back. There's a lot of controversy on, on that. And you know what? I'm just going to let that go on by. Because it's out the bag now. How do you like that? It's out the bag now. And so, go on here. It said, and then shall that wicked be revealed. The wicked. This word here, wicked, is capitalized. That is to let us know that it's talking about a person. And so that's wicked has been revealed. And again, in the Greek, this is the word lawless. He will not be bound by laws. She will not be bound by laws. It is what she wants to do, what she thinks is right, what she thinks is wrong. Lawless. And so it said that that wicked shall be revealed. Well, I can tell you it's not just one wicked person, but we're seeing a whole group of them. And now we're beginning to see leaders of wickedness doing awful things. Uh, we not only have some in our country, but we, there are some in other countries right now. I don't understand how people can go for dictatorship I've lived in America all my life. I don't want to be under a dictator. We had a dictator in Georgia for four years and we voted him out. But anyway, that was several years back. And uh, we called him uh, we called him King something other because he thought he was... Anyway. But, uh, but we're now in a time this is pointing to a big person. Wicked. Are we talking about Mr. Putin? Huh? Is he the Antichrist? Are we talking about on the American side, those who live in Russia think that Mr. Biden is that wicked. Isn't that crazy? Or maybe it is from the dragon country, the premier over there. No. I'll be honest with you. When he comes, he's going to reveal himself. When he comes, he's got to sweep up the, the uh, people. Just like uh, sweeping up flies that are dead on a floor. He's just going to sweep them up. They're all going to go with him. Amen. Why? Because they're of like spirit. Yes. Oh, it's important to know what are we? What is in us? And I don't know about you, but there are times I look at 
But I thank the Lord. I know the antidote for it. I know the solution for it. I can get on my knees at my house or at church and look unto Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. And He'll come by and He'll wash my sins away. He'll change me and make me into a new creature in Him. Amen? And thank the Lord. It's only when we begin to take our eyes off of Jesus. Why would they even put that miracle in the Bible about Peter walking on the water? That's for our sakes. For us to realize you better keep your eyes on Jesus. Even if the wave comes up and slaps you in the face, you better keep your eyes on Jesus. Because the storms are around. And sometimes storms can be the society around us. Sometimes it can be our health. Many of us are fighting health issues in here. You know, and there have been a bunch of people the Lord has helped us with. Pray for them. They've gotten healed. And I'm praying, Lord, I need a healing. Huh? I need a healing. But the Lord will help us. And so it said, And then shall that wicked be revealed. Notice this. Whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of it. Uh, mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. This uh, uh, is told with a little more detail over in Revelations 19, 19 through 21. And it's basically when the Lord steps out of heaven to come and to establish that thousand year reign on this earth. He will, uh, it said, he will have a sword coming out of his mouth. This is one place, folks, where and it's not a literal sword. He's not writing a sword like that, okay? But the same thing that created heaven, the same word that created the heavens and the earth can speak the word and destroy the enemy. That is the sword, the word of God, the word that cometh out of the mouth of our Savior. And so he's going to come and he's going to destroy Satan. At this particular time, he's not completely destroying him, but he is destroying the Antichrist. And he is destroying the, the high priest, amen, of the religion at that time. And the, it said the beast and the Antichrist and Satan will be cast into that, that uh, uh, abyss for a thousand years, amen. But if you'll notice in the end, whenever the end of time comes up, Satan will come back out. But we never see the Antichrist again, and we never see the beast again. Woo! Glory to God. And it said then, it says, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan. Satan. How many in here know Satan? He's not on a first name basis with me. I don't like him. I don't think he likes me. Okay? But we are adversaries. We are fighting one another. I'm against him. I'm against sin. I'm against uh, wickedness and evilness. Amen. I'm against false religion. I'm against false Christianity. Come on. And so we are fighting. And so this wicked one is going to come, it's saying in these Scriptures, 
Uh, after the working of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders. If you are get, be, uh, attracted to a person because of any kind of signs that they do, or any kind of wonders that they're doing, or if their preaching is so powerful, I want, I want you to think about this. You ever seen them little uh, news clips of when Adolf Hitler was talking to the masses? Thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands, and they were just going crazy over him. He was an Antichrist. He was not the Antichrist, but he was an Antichrist. Amen. And so that's what it's going to be. He's going to have all this kind of power and all these things. But folks, I want to tell you something. If you're a child of God, you've got more power, amen, through one little prayer than all the power He tries to claim. But I'm trying to warn us here. Warn us. Because sometimes when things are going good in our life, we have a tendency to drift. We have a tendency to become comfortable in our life. And when we become comfortable and satisfied, we're in trouble. And so it goes on. It says signs of power, signs, lying wonders. Notice this. With all deceivableness of unrighteousness. Have you ever been lied to? And you knew the person was lying to you? But you were shaking your head and saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you went with it anyway. Think about it. I have. Come on. I have. We better be careful. We better put our, our Holy Ghost detector out there. So that the Lord will help us understand who is for the Lord and who is not. Amen. And so, uh, this all this deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish. Can I tell you what that's talking about? The deceivableness is that people think I can live how I want to live and it doesn't matter. It's gotten into our churches. I can live how I want to live doesn't matter what I do. It doesn't matter what I say. It doesn't matter how I go. Uh, it doesn't matter. It's going to be all good. But it's deceivableness of unrighteousness. Nobody steps out into sin without first justifying it in their mind. Huh? That's right. Remember that, boys. You'll first you'll say, well, now. Dad said don't do that. Mom said don't do that. Brother Jeff said don't do that. Huh? But you know, I don't see the wrong in it. That's why you're children and we're adults. <laughs> Y'all's look is we're looking down the road. Where's it going to take us? How's it going to take us? And so, this deceivableness of unrighteousness, it is in those people who are perishing. You ever realize there's some folks you try to talk to, 
this one that's in hospice right now, uh, we've talked to them several times about the Lord. They don't need it. They don't need it. They seem to live pretty good lives. We're pretty good people. There's a bunch of people around the world like that. There's a lot of people in our circles that are like that. It's a deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish. Why? 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 It answers the question. Because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. Do you love truth? I love truth. Come on. It might, it might be true what they say about George Washington. Maybe he didn't chop down that tree and tell the, his daddy he, he didn't lie. But I like the story. Huh? We need to love truth. 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 Then the next big question is, what is truth? This is truth. This is truth. At my house, I have a collegiate dictionary, and I have several different dictionaries, but I also have a Webster's 1828 dictionary. And you know why I have that? It's because the definition of adultery in that dictionary is different than the one in our dictionary today. Back in 1828, Daniel Webster knew there was a difference between fornication and adultery. Come on. It's the same act, but it's two different sins. And so it's important for us to love the truth, to hold on to the truth, To hold on to what's right. Amen. To hold on to God's Word. I know, I know we hear things about tradition and all that, but I'll be honest with you, I like those things that have been passed down to me. I I appreciate them as gifts that God has given unto me. And I found it through the years that there have been others, didn't matter their age group, they loved it too. Amen. We've got to love the truth. Verse 11, if you still got your Bible out. I want you to understand something about God right here. Read it with me as I read it again. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. God. 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 There's a principle, and that's really what I was planning on preaching, but I I didn't get it all together here this evening, ready for some time. But there is a principle that if you reject Christ over and over and over and over and over, and I want to add to some of this, uh, people here, 
we do not know where that place is at. But God knows. But there is a place when God knows this is a castaway. This is someone who has refused and will not accept. This is someone who I've tried everything to do and they've rejected it. They eventually... And so what happens is, just like in Romans chapter 1, they begin to believe a lie. And they fall away from the truth. And can I tell you, when you start believing lies... It's easier to believe the next lie. And the next lie. And the lie after that. Huh? We've got to love the truth. Ah, the Holy Ghost. His name. Amen. One of His many names is the Spirit of Truth. Amen. He is truth. There is no lie in God. There is no lie in the Holy Ghost. Amen. He is truth. But oh, He knows them that are after the working of Satan, who have turned themselves over as reprobates and and just no hope. God knows. And He's going to send them strong delusion that they might believe a lie. Why? That they might be damned who believe not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Am I preaching too slow? I'm wanting you to get it. Huh? I'm wanting you to get it. If you are, you know, got in your mind, yeah, I love the Lord, but I don't see nothing wrong with partying, or I don't see nothing wrong with the LGB, whatever thing's going on. I don't see nothing wrong with. Uh, pornography. I don't see nothing wrong with drinking alcohol and getting drunk. I don't see nothing. You're loving unrighteousness. And that's who these Scriptures are talking about. To think that we have churches now. To think that there are churches now in America that at social events they serve alcohol is just beyond my imagination. But they do. Huh? And they'll do other things that are ungodly. Folks, we've got to have a love for truth. How do you determine what's truth? You read the Word of God. If the Word of God is against it, it doesn't matter how many people you know, amen, that live in that particular sin and seem like good uh, normal people. Amen. If God's Word says it's unrighteous, it's unrighteous. It's an abomination. God is against abominations. And you, you may think when I say the word abomination, I'm talking about homosexuals. It's not just that. It's adulterers. And liars. Huh? And lawless people who will not come under the instructions, amen, of the Word of God. And so we must, we must love the truth. I don't know about you, but I don't want to lose out. And by the help of the Lord, I don't want you to lose out because of me. 
Huh? Can I tell you something? When you get to heaven, none of you can go by that. Say, well, Brother Jeff caused this. I'm afraid there'll be some that'll be like that. But I want to tell you something. It's always going to be about you. What did you do when you heard the gospel? What did you do when you heard about sin? What did you do when it was revealed unto you that God didn't like this? What did you do, amen, when you felt the Spirit of God drawing upon your heart to come unto Him to be a child of God, to be changed, to be transformed, to be made a Christian? Amen. It's going to be according to what you do and I do. He goes from there, and I'm going to try to turn it to some exhortation here. Said, buddy, Paul here gives thanks for the Thessalonians because God had called them and had chosen you, those Thessalonians, to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and the belief of the truth. I believe the truth. I believe the truth. Here, we see, first of all, we are chosen. Have you been chosen? I've been chosen. A beach bum living on Tybee Island going three quarters undressed most of my life, walking up and down the beach, and the Lord begins to deal with my heart about getting saved. First thing He did, Daniel, was convict me of my, my bird wells, my swimming trucks. Walking down the beach, Boys don't walk down the beach by themselves for no reason at all. They're generally looking for girls. Just so I want to let you know that. Okay? So I got my bird wells and I'm walking down the beach and I hear a voice just as clear as day. What are you doing in your underwear? And I'm looking around like that. But it wasn't just what was said. It was how it made me feel. And I had to get off that beach and go to my house and put me on some blue jeans to cover my nakedness. And that little incident haunted me. I didn't dare tell other people about it, you know, because I was raised. That was all normal. But not to God. Not to God. Not to God. God was calling me out. Who are the called? Whosoever will. <laughs> Woo! Thank the Lord! Hallelujah! Amen! It's whosoever will. Thank the Lord. I love what John Bunyan talked about. He said, you know, if it had said, uh, for God so loved John Bunyan, but because it said, for God so loved the world, he said, I knew it was talking about me because I was of the world. Amen. And so... Here in these scriptures, He's chosen us 
chosen us unto sanctification through sanctification. I'm sorry. Chosen you to sanctification through sanctification. Through it. We got to come through, folks. I want to tell you something. When I was raised and in the church that I was raised in, we were uh, at church. When I say raised, I'm talking about later. I'm, I'm trying to hurry. I'm talking about raised in my latter years when I finally got saved. My, that church was a second definite work church. Strong second, de- second definite. They did not believe in progressing on anything. You got it. You got it all at one time and that was it. And uh, so I kept asking I'm like some of y'all, and I like y'all to ask, you know, tell me about this, tell me about that, you know. And so I was asking, you know, I want some more literature. I hear you, but I, I want to be able to study. I can't catch all them scriptures as fast as you throw them out there. And so finally I was told, go get Brother Richard Crane's track on sanctification. Said he'll tell you exactly the way it is. I like that track. Because he tells me the way I finally found it to be. It is both definite and progressive. (laughs) Hello? Definite and progressive. You will have an experience in Jesus Christ. Amen. It will be definite. And when you come out of that, there will be some things that God immediately will take away from you. Some things he'll say, you stop doing this, you stop doing that, start doing this, start doing that, because that's part of sanctification too. But then you're going to grow in that. Amen. And as the Lord opens your eyes, you're going to say, oh, I can't be doing that anymore. Oh, I didn't realize that's what that meant. Huh? And so we are chosen to salvation through sanctification of the, uh, of the Spirit and the belief of the truth. Here in these scriptures, he's talking about this right here. Paul, Paul was ministering in the midst of a, re, uh, a beginning of a revival of the mystic gods, of the, of the uh, uh, Neptune and Jupiter and all those type of Roman and Greek gods. That was all coming on. You remember even Paul and them went to one city and their God was the God of Diana. Remember that? And so here he's preaching this in the midst of all that. And he wasn't talking about any of that being truth. He's talking about the ancient Word of God. Amen. And the Word of God that he is producing at that time. Because the Bible during Paul's day, was the Old Testament. (laughs) Another message. And then he goes on, whereunto he called you by our gospel, the good news, you can be saved. You can be saved. Doesn't matter your education. Doesn't matter what your family experience has been. It doesn't matter what you even did uh, yesterday or, or what you've done in the past. You can be saved. You can serve God. Amen. And so then he comes, begins to tell them, stand fast. 
hold the traditions, the traditions that had been given, which he had been he had taught them, whether by word or by our epistle, hold fast to them. I know that I've stepped into some of these newer churches. And when I go into them, they're dark. One church I went into had a smoke machine up front making smoke. It's like, what? That almost looked like some of them old concerts I'd go to at the Civic Center years ago when I was lost and undone. Huh? And uh, you don't really see a lot of crosses anywhere. You don't see a lot of different, you know, it's not there. They're breaking from tradition. I don't think it's working out too good for them right now. Because they're realizing, the people are realizing it's only this deep. I don't know about you, I don't want something shallow. I want to get my roots down in it. I want to be able to stand when the storms come, when Satan is uh, buffeting us, when Satan is coming against us. I want to be able to stand. So we got to get our roots down. So he says, hold on to the traditions that you've been taught. And he said, now our Lord Jesus Christ Himself and God and even our Father which hath loved us and hath given us everlasting consolation and good hope through grace. Comfort your hearts. Comfort your hearts. When I was lost and undone, even at a young age, I would cry at times in my bed as an older teen. Didn't want people to know and all that, but I felt so lonely and I felt so out of place. And then come to find out that's the way all the other teens were feeling at the same time, you know. <clears throat> but, uh, but the Lord is sending us everlasting consolation. You can make it. You can serve God. You can keep on going. Huh? You don't have to fail. You can make it. Yeah. Okay. You can make it. I thank the Lord for helping me to understand something else too. I got to where I'm about like Paul here. I like to extend that consolation to others. When a person fails, folks, it doesn't mean it's over. They need to be forgiven. They need to ask God to forgive them. They need to get back in. It's not over. Huh? Come on. I appreciate the Lord for that. Forgiveness! Forgiveness! Another chance. Another opportunity. Teresa and I sometimes look at each other and we think, did we put our pastor through all that? And we shake our heads and say, yeah, we probably did. That's why we're going through it now. Huh? But he put, he's sending us that everlasting consolation and the good hope through grace. Grace is not just that sweet little thing. Huh? 
that we like to think about grace. Oh, grace. It's grace to be able to stand when the storm is kept coming against you. Whenever Satan is buffeting you. Whenever everything around you is falling apart. Grace is that thing that gives us hope that there's going to be a better day and that we can go on. And it will comfort our hearts. And notice this. It will establish us in every good word and work. Do you have a good word for somebody? Come on, Teresa. Do you give good words out to people that you meet? Huh? May the Lord bless you. Huh? You ever do that? I like it when somebody says, bless you. And I'm thinking, why would you say that to me? Huh? They didn't say it to the person in front. Hmm? Maybe they recognize something in me. I hope. Huh? We need to have a good word for others. And we also need to have good works for others. God's wanting us to do that. We may not can do a lot, but we can do what we can do. Amen. So, one of the things I want you to keep in mind is that you can make it. I don't believe anyone in here, I don't think, is one of the two witnesses that will be facing off with Antichrist at that particular time. And there is some controversy or disagreements, but it really shouldn't be that big a thing if we're going to be here when the Antichrist is, is come to this earth or not. But I want to tell you something. He may can kill this physical body, but He cannot touch your soul as long as you hold on to Jesus. Amen. I uh, listened to Eskibus about one particular woman. And they said it was just unbelievable the amount of torture that she took. They tortured her on the right, stretched her apart. Come on. Didn't kill her. They did all kind of other things. Burn her. Uh, burned almost every, from what it said, burned all over her body. She didn't recant. Come on. She held on for Jesus. I will not recant. I will not turn back. I personally believe some of that may be in the last days right before Jesus calls us home. I'm going to stand by the grace of God. Come on. And I'll be honest with you, I'm a big chicken when it comes to pain. I do not like pain. But I believe, reading the testimonies of those that have gone before us, giving their lives for the Lord, that He'll suffice. And that I'll be able to make it if I have to go through that. And I'm praying that I don't. <laughs> okay. Let's stand all across the house. Are you still holding on to unrighteousness? Are you still holding on to this world and the pleasures of this world? 
We must be careful. We must be careful. There are a lot of things God has allowed us to be able to do. But I've always in my mind and my heart, when I start missing church over it, or start thinking about it while I'm in church, it's got too much of a grip on me. Don't hold unrighteousness. Don't hold it. Let it go. Don't fight against the truth. I preached not long ago about I believe. I love that scripture. I believe, but help thou my unbelief. We can always grow. So heads bowed and eyes closed. Is there anyone here this evening? You're not where you need to be with Jesus. Maybe, maybe in all these years you've never really given your heart to Christ. But you don't want to be led out of the fold because God sees your heart of unrighteousness and unbelief. I heard a preacher preach on this years ago. It stirred me. Because I was still holding on to a few things. Still was. Doctor Who. Movies. Come on. I was willing to let him go. Let him go for Jesus. Someone here this evening want to come this altar kneel down and ask the Lord to save you okay then what about this have you got as much as you want of Jesus no so why don't you come let's gather around and let's begin to seek him and say Lord I want to know truth Help me, Lord, to get rid of all unrighteousness in me. Come, let's pray. Let's seek after him.
Just keep 